All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Valley Creek Church. We are so glad that you're here today. We want to welcome all of our campuses, wherever you are, whether you're in Denton, Flower Mound, Louisville, the venue, watching somewhere online in the world. Can we just welcome each other together for a moment? We are so glad that you are here, and it is great to be one church that meets in multiple locations. It allows us to reach into different neighborhoods to bring the grace and truth of Jesus together, and it's so good to be unified with one vision and one mission and one dream together as a people, making a difference, and I think... Uh, What's so cool is that a few weeks ago, if you were here with us, when the hurricane hit down in the Houston area, we talked about how we were going to respond as a church, and we talked about our next step center, and we just kind of, we kind of changed the direction of the weekend and said, man, let's be a people that respond. And so I just want to give you an update on what you all did, because I think it's pretty cool. In a matter of just a few short days at our next step center, through all of your participation, we were able to send 19 semi-trucks full of stuff from the Next Step Center to the hurting people down in that area. And I just want you to think about it. Think of 19 semi-trucks and think of how many pairs of socks and underwears and toothbrushes and toothpaste you could put in one semi-truck. That's a lot of stuff. It was 7,684 boxes full of stuff, 58 pallets of food, 2,100 people served at the Next Step Center, stacking it, boxing it, putting it all together, not to mention the countless thousands of people, not just from our church, but from all over the city that brought stuff. And we were able to partner with 23 different organizations in order to have that kind of impact. And what I think is so amazing is what we can do together when we are unified as a people. Think about how cool this was. We got up and I said it on that weekend and in 10 days we did all that together. And it really cost us like nothing. A little bit here and there, a little bit of time, a little bit of effort, but in 10 days we were able to have that kind of impact together, which reminds us that the church is the people of God united by the spirit of God under the lordship of Jesus sent to change the world. When we remember who we are as the people of God and we choose to be unified by the spirit of the living God and give up our preferences and our opinions in order to move forward together and we choose to submit to the lordship of Jesus and let him make the calls, then we literally get to turn the world upside down and do some profound and powerful things. And so I think it's just a cool reminder to me of what we're able to do when we work together on a common vision with a common purpose as the people of God. So well done, Valley Creek Church. I think that's just the beginning of what God is teaching us about what we can do through the Next Step Center. So I think that's pretty exciting. So, so last week we finished up our series called Follow the Cloud. And uh, even though the series is over, it's the beginning now of a lifestyle. Follow the Cloud wasn't four or five weeks of teaching. Follow the Cloud is a way of living. We want to be people who hear God's voice and take next steps. We want to discover who we are, who God is, and what we were created to do. And I think it really was probably the most significant sermon series we've ever done as a church. And uh, even though it didn't go exactly the way I thought it was going to go when I planned it up and prayed through it with God, I'm so grateful for what God has been doing, what God has been teaching us, how we've been moving forward together. And it's interesting when you get to this point after you have a sermon series like that and you're so full of all this good stuff and it, it's, there's this excitement, the temptation is to wanna to move forward and ask the question like, okay, now what's next? <laughs> I don't know. Because here's an interesting question. 
what on earth could you preach this week after that? (laughs) Think about it. We're full. If you've been hanging out with us, you as an individual are full. But remember, we are a people. The Bible always talks about us as a community. And even if you're just joining us in, the truth is we as a people right now in the spiritual realm, we're full. And we have to let all these things that God's been teaching us in a sense kind of settle down. Maybe the best analogy I could give you would be like, uh, let's say you went to this really nice steakhouse, okay? And you're all excited, you got it all planned out and you go in and you're there with your family or your friends or the people you love and you go and man, it is just one of those awesome dinners. Like you get a great appetizer and the calamari and this fried this and the stuff you're eating and they bring out that bread, you know, that's like fresh and warm Oh, and you're eating. And then you get your salad and you get the cracked pepper on it. It's like awesome. I always ask Colleen to do that at home. It never happens. I don't know why. <laughs> You know, but you're eating the salad, it's so good, and then your steak comes, and it's a ribeye, medium well, or a medium well, with the crispy ends and the fat still sizzling, you know what I'm talking about? Okay, you don't like ribeye, medium well, when it's you're telling the story, you can have whatever kind of meat you want. That's what I got on my plate. You know, and the onion rings, and the corn, and the potatoes, and the fries, and oh, it's so good, and when it's done, you get the cheesecake, and a cup of coffee, and you're like, oh, oh my goodness, and you walk out, you literally like roll out the door because you're so full, and now imagine if you did that, and you went outside, and your friend was there, and looked at you, and said, hey man, you want to go to Chili's and get some chicken fingers? (laughs) You'd be like, no. I need to go home. I hurt myself, I think. You'd be so full that you couldn't even think about eating anything else. That's what it's like right now with us spiritually. And we've got to let it settle. Or maybe another example I could give you would be like after a long soaking, pouring rain, you don't run your sprinklers the next morning. Why? Because your grass is full. Like the, it just needs to like soak a little bit. It needs to all sit there and just kind of go where it's supposed to go. And God's given us all this stuff and we're responsible now as a people to receive it and digest it. And really the two ways I would encourage you to do to receive and digest is literally read the book and get in a follow the cloud challenge group. Like, I literally want to encourage you, like, literally read the book. And I know some of you are sitting here, you're like, bro, I was here. I got the sermon series. It's the cliff notes. I got the good stuff. No, not true. I probably didn't even touch 25% of what's actually in the book. And I didn't even give you the good stuff. The good stuff is in the book. And here's the deal. People don't read anymore. I get that. I'm I'm not naive to that deal that we just don't read. But here's my encouragement to you. If you pick up the book and you read it, even if you don't normally read, what you're doing is an act of faith. You're saying, yeah, God, I went through the sermon series, but you know what? I want this to be so deep in my heart that I want to live free and hear your voice that I'm going to read this even though I don't read and even though I went through the sermon series because Hebrews 11.1 tells me faith is being sure of what I hope for, certain of what I do not see. And I'm going to be sure and certain that this is going to get deep in my heart and it's going to change my life. So by an act of faith, I'm actually going to read it, highlight it, write some things down because I want to absorb it. I don't want it to just be here. I, I want to absorb it. So I would encourage you to actually read it and then to actually get in a follow the cloud challenge group. Find two or three people and talk about it because that's how you actually absorb it. Like, do you remember the story in Mark chapter four when Jesus talks about the parable of soils and he says, a farmer goes out and scatters some seed and some lands on, on a hard soil and some lands on rocky soil and some lands on soil and it grows up, but other things do too and choke it out. Some lands on good soil and it produces a 30, 60, a hundred fold return. Well, when he's done teaching that the disciples are confused, they don't get it. And in Mark chapter four, Jesus breaks it down for him. It says, then Jesus said to them, don't you understand this parable? 
How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seeds sown along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. They had a hard heart. Others, like seeds sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seeds sown among the thorns, hear the word. They were at the series. They maybe even read the book. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, the desire for other things, they never digested it. They started eating more food. Come in and choke the word out, making it more unfruitful. Others, like seed sown along the good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop 30, 60, even 100 times what was sown. Every one of us in this room is one of those types of soil. We're either the hard heart that it lands on and Satan takes it away. We're a rocky heart that gets excited, but then just kind of life happens and it goes away. This is the one that concerns me the most. A lot of us are like the heart with thorns and thistles. We receive it. It begins to grow, but we fill our life so full of other stuff that it actually chokes it out and makes it unfruitful. It says the desire for other things. That is my great concern about weekend teaching sometimes is sometimes we don't do something with what we've heard and the next message actually chokes out the very thing that God gave us last time. And so we can't choke out the good things that God has just given us. Good things choke out the God things in your life is what I'm trying to tell you. And so sometimes you just got to make some space. And so, so I want you to do everything that you can to have the good heart, the good soil. So it turns a 30, 60, 100 fold return. And there's a favor in this area right now if you will lean into it. And so I want to show you that it's that important so much that I actually don't have a sermon for you today. Some of you are like, this is my favorite day of church that I've ever been to <laughs> in my entire life. But it might not be in a moment when I keep going. We're going to start a new series next week called Overwhelmed. And if you're overwhelmed by anything in your life, it's going to be a great series to help you with that. But this week, we're just going to kind of let some things settle and we're going to do something we've never done before. I want to invite you for the next few moments with me to take a spiritual growth survey. To literally take a moment to talk about where we actually are on our journey. It's kind of like after you've had that big steak meal and you're finishing up that cup of coffee, whoever you're there with, there's something about you. After that nice meal, it's kind of, you let your guard down and you're willing to talk about your heart and your life. Amazing conversations happen at the end of a good meal, don't they? Some amazing conversations can happen at the end of this good meal that we've just had called Follow the Cloud. And I want us to actually ask ourselves some questions like this, like, how are we doing? How are we really doing? Is what we're doing working? Are we actually walking out our vision of helping people take a next step on their journey with Jesus? Is it like, how are we really doing? Like, listen to these verses. Proverbs 27 says, be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. He says, pay attention to how it all is. For riches do not endure forever and a crown is not secure for all generations. Don't fool yourself into thinking it will always be like this. When the hay is removed and the new growth appears and the grass from the hills is gathered in, the lambs will provide you with clothing and the goats with the price of a field. You'll have plenty of goat's milk to feed you and your family and to nourish your servant girls. You're saying, what does that mean? It means if you pay attention to how things really are, everything you need to reach the city and feed your family is already in this house. Everything we need is here, but we got to pay attention to how it's actually doing and not assume that it's growing and producing fruit. Actually ask some questions. Or Lamentations 340 says, let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. He says, hey, stop for a moment. Examine how it's going. 
Test yourself and see where you have drifted and then return back to the Lord. Or 2 Corinthians 13, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you unless, of course, you fail that test? Or Psalm 119.59, I have considered my ways and turned my steps to your statues. He says, I've stopped and like looked at my life and said, how am I really doing? And then I was able to make a course correction from that place. Because it's really easy as individuals and as a church to get busy, to get active, and to unintentionally drift away from that which really matters the most. And so I just want to ask you some questions, and I would love your response. And so our ushers are going to come forward, and they're going to pass you out a simple survey like this. Don't panic. Everybody chill for a second. Don't panic. Take one when it gets to you. And in the seat back in front of you, you'll find there's a pen. And here's what we're going to do. This is going to be an anonymous survey. So your name's not going to be on it. We're not going to circle it back to you in any way, shape, or form. And I don't want you to get ahead. I'll read you question by question. And what I actually want you to do, so guys, go ahead and you start passing those bags out and just let them go grab one and just pass it along. What I'm hoping is, is that you will be completely honest with me. I don't, want you to, I don't want you to answer what you think I want you to answer. I want you to do this fast with me because I want you to select the answer that comes to your mind right away. I don't want you to round up and I don't want you to round down. Does that make sense? I don't want, again, man, whenever we pass things out, you guys are all like kids. Y'all stop listening every time. I mean, we cannot figure this deal out how to do it. I don't want you to round up and I don't want you to round down. I want you to actually answer the question according to the truth of where you really believe you are. Don't make yourself feel better. Don't make yourself feel worse. There is nothing bad about this. It's just a simple way for me to ask you how we're doing. I want you to help me. Every week you hear me get to talk to you. I want to hear you talk back to me. And what this is going to do is this is going to allow us to figure out how we can serve you and lead you and love you better. And you might be sitting here and you might be saying, man, this is my first time. I can't answer. No, I really would love your answers too, because we want to know what it's like for every person that shows up to Valley Creek on any given weekend, because the variety and the differences of all of us sitting in this church are so very different that we want to make sure we have accurate uh, understanding of who you are, where you're at, and how we can effectively lead you forward. So don't get ahead of me. We're going to go through this, each one together. And I would love it if each person, don't do one per family, each person go ahead and do it. And we're going we're gonna to walk through this together. So are you with me on that? One more time. Are you with me on that? I promise you this won't hurt. I promise you nobody will know it's you. I'm asking you to be totally honest with me because we want to do the best we can to love you and lead you in the days to come. So you're ready. Do we all have one? Okay, here we go. Question number one, take a pen in front of you. This is very important. We're only, you're only allowed to select one bubble. That's the only thing you can do wrong on this survey is select more than one bubble on any given question. Okay, here we go. How important is spirituality in your life? Not very important, somewhat important, very important, or man, it's my whole life. Just go ahead and circle which one, whichever one comes to your mind first, that's just what I want you to put down. Second question, and I'm gonna keep us moving like this because I just want you to, I don't want you to overthink it, I want you to just respond. I would describe my spiritual health currently as struggling, stagnant, growing, or thriving. 
Third question should be really easy to answer. Which campus do you normally attend? Not which one are you at in the, mo in the moment, which one do you normally attend? Fourth question, which service time do you typically attend? Thursdays in Flower Mound or at whatever campus you are, the Sunday first service, second third service, Sunday third service, or hey, it's different from week to week based on what's happening in your life, so I attend various services. Fifth question should be easy to answer. What's your age group? Sixth question, are you married or single? Question seven, your gender. Question number eight is about kids. Do you have kids in these following ministries in Valley Creek Kids or in student ministry? Or no, I don't have any kids in those age-specific ministries. Okay, that's kind of just kind of the 411 to give us just a snapshot of who you are. And then some, some spiritual questions here. Have you been water baptized? Not necessarily at Valley Creek, but just in your life. Have you been baptized? Yes or no? Question 10, how often do you read your Bible? I don't read it on my own. Rarely, occasionally, several times a week or daily. Whichever is the first answer that comes to your mind, just pick that one. Question 11, how did you first come to Valley Creek? I drove by and saw it. Someone invited me. I found it online. I saw something on social media. My kids got involved in some way here or some other answer. We would love for you to write that down. Okay, that's page one. It's not so bad, is it? No. Come on, that wasn't so bad. How are we doing? Are we done with page one? Yes. Are we there? If you're overthinking it, you're overthinking it. And I know we got some thinkers here, just whichever one comes to your mind. Okay, page one, done, turn it over. We're almost there. Let's keep going. Number 12, how long have you been going to Valley Creek Church? This will be super helpful for us. Have you been here six months or less, six months to a year, two to four years or five years or more? Question 13, are you a part of the all-in community? Yes, no, or I don't even know what the all-in community is. Just pick which one of those is true for you. Question 14, which of these statements best represents your current walk with Jesus? I'm checking Jesus out. Look, I'm not sure who he is. Come, just, I'm here to check it out. I believe in Jesus, or I'm following Jesus, or I follow Jesus and I'm on mission with him. Again, only select one, the one that best represents your current walk with Jesus. Question 15, how often do you come to the weekend services here? Maybe this is your first time. Maybe you come when you can, when it works in your life schedule. Or you say, on average, I'm here once a month, twice a month, three times a month, or you feel like you're here pretty much every week. Which one of those is true for you? Question 16 is, are you currently on a serve team? If the answer is yes, check that. If the answer is no, don't check all of these. Which one is the primary reason why not? No, I don't really have any interest in joining a serve team. No, my life is too busy right now. No, I'm not sure how to join one. No, I don't feel like I'm needed around here. Or no, I serve in a ministry outside of Valley Creek. Or no, and you have a different reason. We would love to know what that is. Okay, pick that one. Number 17. Do you feel relationally connected at Valley Creek? This is a very subjective question. 
Someone could have a thousand relationships here and feel like they are totally disconnected, or you can feel like you have no relationships here and feel completely connected. So do you feel relationally connected, yes or no? Okay, and then why? And only pick one. If you picked yes, and you might say, but it's all of those, I know, but which is the most important of all of those? Is it because you're in a group? or you're on a serve team, or you feel like you have friends here, or just, hey, this is my church home, so that makes me feel connected. Or no, and which one? Just pick one. Because I'm currently not interested in relationships here, because my life is currently too busy, because I don't feel like anyone has invited me into relationships, or my life is currently full of other relationships, or hey, I'm new to Valley Creek, so I haven't had a chance to really meet anybody yet. Which one of those is true for you? And then number 18, are you currently in a Valley Creek group? Yes, no, I don't know what a group is. Whichever one is true for you is great. Okay, halfway, come on, you're doing it. See, you, you were wishing I was preaching a message right now, weren't you? No, this is, this is good. This is letting the steak digest. We're absorbing it. 19, okay? This is, real, this is really helpful for us. Verse 19, the whole thing. Have you attended the freedom gathering? Yes or no, and which one? I'm not really interested in it. My life is currently too busy. I'm not really sure what it is, or I feel like I'm already fully free. Which one of those would be true for you? Number 20, how many people have you invited to church in the last six months? Zero, one to two, three to five or six or more. Not how many of them have come, how many of you have actually invited and said, hey man, come to Valley Creek with me. Number 21, do you financially give to Valley Creek? No, or yes when I can, yes regularly, yes I tithe, or yes I tithe and give offerings above the tithe. Number 22, do you see yourself as a kingdom leader? Yes, no, or I'm not really sure what a kingdom leader is. Number 23, have you taken at least one next step in the last six months? Yes, no, or I don't really know what a next step is. Number 24, did you get a copy of the Follow the Cloud book? Yes, no, or I don't know what Follow the Cloud is. Okay, number 25. These last couple questions are gonna get a little bit more complicated, so one answer, remember, what is the primary? There might be all of these, but primary reason that keeps you from growing spiritually. Is it my life is too busy? I don't have anyone helping me. I don't really know where to start. I just feel stuck where I'm at. I haven't prioritized my spiritual journey or nothing because I'm actively taking next steps. Which one of those? Just pick one is probably the primary reason you would say, hey, this might be, this might be where I'm at right now. Number 26, what has helped you grow again the most on your spiritual journey, not in your lifetime, but here at Valley Creek as you've connected with us? And again, the most, pick the primary one, the weekend worship, the weekend teaching, your small group, godly relationships, serving on a team, attending equipping classes, or participating in non-weekend experiences like things we offer that are outside of the weekend service times, okay? Which one has helped you grow the most here at Valley Creek? Just pick one. 
Okay? And when you finish up that page, turn to the last page, and this is it. Home stretch. Last couple questions. Still with me? Yes. Come on, still with me? Yes. All right. Number 27. Going fast, but it's making you just respond instead of overthink it. What would help you engage beyond attending a weekend service? What would move you from just being, being here at the weekend gathering to something else? First one, I'm not currently interested in anything engaging beyond the weekend services. If that's true, man, I'd love that. If that's your answer, I would love that for you to tell me that. A personal invitation, opportunities that feel relevant to my life today, opportunities beyond the weekend where I can meet new friends, opportunities where I can serve the city or more information on what's available. Like I don't even know necessarily what there is beyond the weekend, so I would like more information on that. Which one of those would be the most or the most true of where are you where you're currently at? 28, this is an easy one. What is your most preferred method of communication from us? If we're trying to communicate something to you, tell you something that's happening or something we want you to know, do you like email, text message, social media, the website, or talking to someone directly here at the church? Just pick one. Okay, last three questions. What is the primary reason you come to church? Just one. Like, why are you here today? I'm searching for spiritual answers. There's a part of me that feels obligated to in some way, shape or form. I'm here because I really want my kids to learn about God. I'm here because I want to connect with God or I'm here because I want to be equipped for my life's purpose. If you had to say like today, the reason I walked in here, which one of those would be the closest reason to your primary reason of coming? Okay, number 30. What is the primary, again, thing you are searching for in your church experience? Like when you come, here's what I'm really hoping for. And again, just pick one, because you can say, I want all of them. Nope, you just get to pick one. I don't know what I'm really looking for. Or I'm looking for a good sermon. Maybe I want personal encouragement is what I'm hoping for. Maybe I'm hoping for a place that's good for my kids or the primary thing I'm hoping for is a place to belong or an encounter with God. What is the primary thing you're searching for? in your church experience when you come. And then the last question is my favorite thing about Valley Creek is, what's your favorite? Is it our weekend experiences, the ministry to your kids or students, the friends you have here, the vision and the culture of, of what we do and who we are, our impact in the world or something else and I would love to know what that is, okay? If you're part of our online campus, there's a couple extra questions we wanna ask you specifically. So if you could keep going on the rest of those questions. But here's what we're gonna do now. Our ushers are gonna come back forward and they're gonna pass you a basket and I just want you to toss it in there. And again, if you're sitting here and you're like, man, I don't know, I don't know that I wanna give this back. No, 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 you have no idea how helpful this is. And, and here's what's so cool is this has been really good for you and it's really good for us. Because this is Lamentations 3.40. This is let us examine our ways and test them and return to the Lord. It gives you a moment to stop and say, yeah, how am I doing? How is my journey really going? And then it's letting us ask the question, how are we doing? Is our methods, is, is our strategies, are the things we're doing together, are they working? Because sometimes what you need to do is you just need to stop and talk about where you are so you can figure out how to get where you're going. I mean, remember Matthew 28, 19 and 20, Jesus says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and, and, and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. And what I love that is Jesus says, hey, your whole purpose is to make disciples. Baptize them, help them discover who they are, identity, circle one, but then teach them to obey. Teach them to live a new lifestyle. A new creation lives a new lifestyle and it's a journey, it's a progression that we're all going on. And our church's vision statement is that, it's to help people take a next step on their journey with Jesus. And so sometimes we just have to stop and say, man, are we, are we living our vision? Are we doing it? And I know some of you are probably sitting here and you're thinking, bro, did you really just take an entire service to do that? Yes, I did, is the answer. And you say, why? Because... That's okay, like five of us are excited about it. You need to be excited about it. I'm just grateful you did it. We did it because this is not a teaching center, this is a training center. I'm not trying to teach you and fill your head full of knowledge. We're trying to train you. We're trying to train you with a renewed mind, a healed heart and skillful hands to go and live the purposes for which God has called and created you to do. And so sometimes we have to stop and say, is our training working? Is it working? Are we getting where we want to go? And if you're sitting here and you're like, oh man, but I don't like my answers and I, oh no, 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 no. Listen to me. It's not about where you've been. It's about where you're going. That's why he says, let us examine ourselves and test them and say, where do we need to return to the Lord? I do this all the time in my own life and stop and say, man, what am I doing here? This is not the best. This is not what God has for me. This is not a good way of thinking. This is not how I want to live or talk to my kids or respond to my friends. I got I to make some changes here. And then you change. And the whole point is there's no condemnation there. There's freedom here. And the Holy Spirit says, let me show you this so I can guide you into this. Because I want you to be free. Matthew 4, 19, Jesus says, come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. We follow, he makes. We follow, he makes. And his ability to make is greater than our willingness to follow. And so the graciousness of God is always drawing us forward. We're not driven by expectations. He's saying, come on, come on. Yeah, Peter, we got to talk about it. This is where you're at. You're at a fishing boat. Awesome. Now that we've talked about that, come on. Come on, I got some new things for you. The win isn't how well you did sitting next to the person next to you because there is no how well you did. There is no score. It's here's where I'm at. The win is a year from now, if we do this again, did you move forward? That's the win. The win is not did you become like person X, Y, or Z. The win is did you follow Jesus a little bit further and discover more about who you are, who he is, and what you were created to do? That's the point. That's the hope. I would say to you that one of the things I think you don't know about me, I think you don't know how much I love you and how much I wanna see you be free. I think sometimes we can just get so caught up into like just doing church and life and your kids and your job and your stuff. And I get, me too, man. I think what you don't understand sometimes is how hard we try and how much we pray and how deeply we hope to see you be fully free and live the kingdom destiny that God has for you. And so you answering these questions for me is giving me some feedback with our team to sit and process and say, how are you doing? How are we doing? And how can we keep taking next steps so that everyone learns to live in the freedom 
of being a beloved son or daughter walking out their kingdom purpose and their kingdom destiny, okay? So thank you. Thank you for doing that for me. That means a lot to me to see where you are and to see how we can move forward together. And here's what I want to say. Look at me for a second. God is good. Jesus has forgiven you. You are loved and everything is possible. The best days of your life are not behind you. They're ahead of you. So let's walk into them together. Okay. So Jesus, Jesus, thank you so much for this church and for this thing that you're doing called Valley Creek that we get to be a part of. Thank you for these incredible meals that you feed us, that we get to feast on the the life-giving nature of the goodness of God. And so we just ask right now that this amazing meal, this lifestyle of follow the cloud would digest, that we would absorb it into our bodies, that it would make us strong and robust and healthy and whole, and that we would learn how to hear your voice and take next steps and move forward together. God, I thank you for all the honesty and the truth that was shared today of where we are on our journey. And I thank you that your Holy Spirit comes to bring us into all truth, that we rebuke the voice of the liar who wants to bring condemnation and point out failures and flaws. And instead we say, in the name of Jesus, be silent. We choose to tune in and listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit that says, come, come and be free and be whole. And I will make you into everything I have created you to be. Jesus, today we examine ourselves, we test ourselves, and we return to the places that we've drifted, and we say we are ready for the great days ahead. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for making us strong and healthy. Thank you for this church called Valley Creek. In your name we pray, amen.